With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Hi, buddy. Ross and my Hammers 11. Hope you're all safe and well. That's what's important at the moment. If you're new to the channel, please hit subscribe and hit the bell icon so you may do it anytime we put new content on. As always, I'd like to thank our channel sponsors, Untuck It. Check them out in the description below. Today's guest is another X Hammer. We've been, I think we've done over 50 X Hammers since we started the channel, which is mental. Um, and probably about a sixth or seventh goalkeeper, I think, Roy, to be honest. It's Mr. Roy at Carroll. How are you, Roy? How are we, mate? Yeah, I'm good. Thank you very much. It's uh, great to be on. Thanks for having me on. Absolute pleasure. And thank you for coming on, man. I appreciate you're really busy and, and stuff. And uh, as we said before, uh, something about goalkeepers. We've had, we, I've ruled off about six or seven goalkeepers we've had on the show. What, what is it with goalkeepers have been so lovely to me? What's the, what, what's the secret, Roy? I don't know if it's, uh, it's down to you. I think it's just because we're not loud on TV, probably. We're just <laughs> mad in the head, all keepers. So we have to be doing this this type of stuff but it's great it's just great to to talk to the West Ham fans I've been away from West Ham for a long time so it'd be nice to talk about the old um, old times and good memories and the bad memories as well yeah, no, exactly. I mean, we as I said we've we've had, uh, yeah, we had, yeah, we we spoke about the mad ones, and obviously we had Stephen on, bless him, and uh, he just come from, he just been walking the dog, and he had this massive like Russian hat on, <laughs> and taking it off, bless him. No, but it's all good. And and how how have you been in general in this weird world we live in at the moment? Yeah, it's been difficult for everyone. Like uh, for me, I've opened a goalkeeping school in Northern Ireland, and yeah. uh, I think it's more difficult for the kids. Uh, the kids just want to get out and train and play football and uh, it's been locked down for quite a while and it's, it looks like it's going to be locked down over here for probably till uh, uh, said the 5th of March but I think it will be a, quite a bit longer over here mm-hmm. uh, but the, as long as everybody's healthy and mentally uh, mentally, uh, mentally stable enough because sitting in the house is very difficult and I've been working with a lot of people I've been working with a club over here called FC Mindwell about uh, mental awareness and trying to push it as much as I can over this part of the world because it's mm. uh, it's it's very serious with the mental health side of the uh, people's health definitely and i think actually it's exaggerated the conversation it's accelerated the conversation hasn't it really over the last sort of 10 we get very deep at these things sometimes Roy, but uh, yeah it, it's true though. i think i think it has accelerated that and and what i think is great is the fact that there's lots of people and who are coming out and, and saying you know it's, it's good to chat and stuff and and if they're feeling down and obviously i'm sort of you know, I, I, I like to get so active on Facebook and Twitter and, you know, you see amongst the West Ham lot, you know, we've got uh, the West Ham, um, the West Ham uh, supporters uh, Facebook group that looks after everyone who wants a job, if they're after a job. And, and that's had so a lot of, a lot of good press over here with, um, you know, like Ben Shepherd and people like that, right. Doing little, little videos and stuff. And you're right. It's, it's, it's all about community and all that sort of, you know, if someone's feeling a bit down, someone's been in shit, having the, uh, having the balls to say, actually, I'm feeling a bit crap today. I mean, I felt crap last week. I'll be honest. Last week, mm. I felt the first week since it's for a year, almost, on and off, when we've been on lockdown. I felt a bit shit, but I'm all right now. I'm all right now. It's, uh... Kim, yeah, the only good thing that came out of it, it's, it's taught me how to turn the computer on because I'm doing <laughs> a lot of work on computers now. So uh, since last March, I've been doing a lot of Zoom chats and a lot of talks over over the phone and over the, yeah. the laptop. But uh, 
that's only probably a good thing this came out of it because yeah, uh, yeah. I think I think I think most footballers just love to get out and and watch football and, and yeah. get out and, and uh, in the fresh air because that's the biggest problem when you retire from football. It's, you have so much time in your hands, so sure. I think it's just this football on TV helps, but you still sit in the house. But uh, as long as you can get out once uh, once or twice a day and try and exercise and keep your mind active, that's what I always try and say to people. But it's easy said than done, trust me. I've been yeah. there myself. Could you? Yeah, tell me about it. It's it's, and you're right. I think particularly. I think it, particularly with like yourself and, and obviously maybe guys who are very active as well, you know, you know, obviously particularly here, I was in the UK, you know, the same as obviously Northern Ireland, obviously the golf courses are all shut as well. And a lot of ex-footballers play golf. And, um, and so they've been a bit sort of like scratching at the walls, it seems a little bit, because uh, that's one thing I've learned since doing this, this show is how much golf people, ex-footballers play. Are you a golfer, Roy? Uh, I try, but I'm not the best. I get a bit, I get a bit angry when I'm not at the ball uh, good enough, and I like getting out. I like getting out. Probably takes yeah. about five hours, so it gets me out of the house to get around yeah. the golf course. But uh, I'm not the best. I probably had probably two or three good shots in the in in the whole round, and that's and me. That's like, so, that's but that's it's just just get out, as you say. Like, but that's what I'm saying about ex players getting out and trying to do things. But uh, as you said, there's a lot of ex players play golf and. You can't even go outside and in the fresh air play golf. It's it's crazy times at the moment, but we will get through it. We all we get will. through it. Trust. We will we'll get, get through. through it. And 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 you know, circling back to West Ham, we West Ham are doing all right at the moment. And so you know, it's <laughs> so it's not like we've got to worry about them at the moment, which is lovely for a change. That's that's <laughs> it. That's the that's the good thing. Uh, they've been doing really well in the top uh, in the top half, like, and uh, I think they were fourth the other day, like. Uh, still, up, still, are, we're still, fourth, still yeah. at the time of recording, Roy. So yes. yeah, still fourth at the moment. So uh, hopefully it will la- uh, last and get in uh, get in uh, European spot. Fingers crossed. But there's a lot yeah. of good games. The Premier League strange this season. I've watched yeah. the games this season. I think I think I hope clubs understand how much supporters are worth yeah. to the club. And uh, I think that's a, a big, massive thing when the fans come back, and hopefully the fa- uh, the clubs can look after the supporters when they come back in. Definitely, I think that's that's really another thing that's you know is, is obviously it's, it's horrible what's happening in the world, but you know as you said, sort of clubs' realization of of the effect that they that the fans have on them um, is unquestionable unquestionable you know it's 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 a it's a it's a ghost town it's like a you know at the moment in the stadiums and it's yeah. just a cavernous bowl so um, i i played in i played in greece and we played behind closed doors for uh, sure. for certain reasons and and i, I played in I played in that uh, arena like with no fans and it's not the best it's not uh it's, it's very hard to get motivated you think it's a friendly match and there's no fans there but uh it's the Premier League. It's one of the best leagues in the world, and everybody's beating everybody. So it's a, it's a yeah. strange season this year. But uh, anybody could win the league this year. I think uh, probably the top five, six could win the league this season. Yeah, definitely. We're one of them. Bro. That's I'm it. West Ham. It's coming, West, it's coming West Ham's there. West Ham's there as well. <laughs> We're doing the double this year. I don't know what you're on about, right? We're doing the double. Um, but no, it is. And, and obviously, for, for some people who uh, you know, we we have loads of different viewers you know um in terms of some experienced i call old older buggers and less experienced the younger ones now roy played um 2000 he signed 2005 wasn't it for us i think it was a uh, in the yeah. summer wasn't it um from release from Man- why why west ham roy what was what was the story between you signing for west ham the the story was uh i think it was my la- last year manchester united and yeah. uh west ham was in the playoffs and i think west ham was interested for uh, to come uh, because they were in the playoffs, and I think they got beat in the playoffs in 2004, I think it yeah. was. Yeah. And uh, uh, they never got promoted, so uh, they put the hold on, the, on on me coming at that time. Uh, and I think the, the next year, uh, I spoke to Manchester United, so Alex spoke to me on January to give me a new contract in 2005. And uh, I had rumours that West Ham was interested in me again. Uh, there was other teams interested in me as well. I was 27 years old at the time, and I just wanted to play football, and uh, mm. where I'm from in Northern Ireland, that's all I wanted to be was a professional football and play as many games as I can. Mm. And the opportunity for me to go to West Ham was uh, was uh, a massive uh, situation for me. So I didn't sign a new contract at uh, Manchester United, then I moved on to West Ham, moved down that summer in 2005, uh, signed a three-year contract it was as well. So I was going to go down there and hopefully play games because. No matter if you're going to be bought in by the manager, you still have to perform and still train cool. hard and train. And that's what I always say. Like, so it was great for me to move to London. Uh, it was a big step for me because London's a big place. When I moved, when I first went down, 
uh, I thought to myself, geez, how am I going to drive around this part of the world? You know what I mean? But you get used to it. You get, it's like everything in life. You get used to things and, and enjoyed my time down there. Uh, it was good. It was good. Yeah, and I mean, you know, obviously, you know, there was there, there were rumours the season before, and then it didn't work out. And obviously, as you said, we got we got promoted in that summer, so it was like you know a lot of change at West Ham. You know, obviously moving up back into the Premier League, and um, you know, obviously Pards was in charge at the time. Um, what what was Pards like as 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 a? How did he convince you to join West Ham? What was what was what did he do? I just think uh, for me, Alan Pards, you like for me. Uh, uh, bought me in the uh, bought me in at West Ham. It looked like the manager really wanted me to come and play. Sure. And uh, the way he spoke about the club, and uh, I don't. You go down the West Ham, you see how massive the club support supporters are, and mm. uh, uh, the club is, and uh, the history of the club as well was uh, massive. And uh, they always give young players a chance, and that's yeah. why I noticed that West Ham give young players a chance. Uh, and Alan Pardew you just he, he can talk. Trust me, he could talk, and 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 he. he I didn't. I think it was, I think it was in Portugal at the time with my family and holidays, and I agreed over the phone straight there and then, and then uh, went down and uh, speak to him face to face, and that was it really. Signed the yeah. contract. Fantastic. I love. I love all those stories because it's, it's so. Because I think it's, it's something that people don't see. It's like the other side. It's the it's the personal side between yourself and the manager, and then convincing him. As said on the phone, you know, when you're on holiday in Portugal, taking a phone call from Pards and sorting out your your job. It's it's it's, 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 it's a bizarre thing when you think about it in outside of football. I would never sort of take a jobs type thing, you know, on the phone if I'm on holiday with my wife. God, she'd God ask a million I, questions. But but saying that, the first five minutes I was a bit wary. Like I probably thought we might have been someone from the radio station trying to take a, <laughs> take a mickey on me because it's happened quite a few of uh, footballers like uh, I've seen it a few times on uh, social media uh, footballers getting caught out think it's the manager on the phone so you have to be careful by the way yeah <laughs> yeah I can imagine yeah particularly even even more so that 2006 not as bad as like now I can imagine all yeah. over the time um and obviously yeah he said moving back moving down to, to down to down to the, the big smoke um where was it was it Epping you around Epping area I'll tell you the truth, I moved, I, I was renting a house in Chigwell, yeah. and uh, uh, I don't know if you uh, you remember the incident uh, with the Spurs goal, and I didn't realise how close Spurs training ground was to Chigwell, so yeah. for the fir- first year first year at West Ham it was difficult because I was getting abused by the Spurs fans for the full year, then I moved <laughs> then I moved into a place called Theoden Boys. In, uh, oh, in yeah. beautiful, I love Theoden Bois yeah. as the podcast. Yeah. It was a nice. So it was an, it's a nice area. Very nice Indians, by the way. Nice uh, Indian food. Food yes. is beautiful. The ocean, uh, something blue ocean. I think it's called. Yeah, that's yeah. that's it. Hundred percent, hundred percent. But uh, I enjoy. Uh, it was really good. Like, uh, but the first, I think the first year was a bit uh, harder taken the back, uh, taken on the chin because there was quite a few Spurs fans uh, around yeah. Chigwell at the time. Yes. Never let never let me forget what happened against Spurs against Manchester United. No, of course not. Yeah, yeah, double whammy. Yeah, exactly. Not just Spurs, <laughs> but Spurs with with a with a grudge. You know, we've we've something to take the Mickey out of with, with old Mendes, bless him. But um, yeah, and it's it's one of those things. Obviously, you know, and you signed, and you know, obviously, you pretty much straight in the first team. And like, what was it like the first the first half of the season? You you're in goal, you know, you're number one, and it was going all it was going all well. And then unfortunately, you got injured, wasn't it? And then obviously that that thing curtailed that season, which was extra frustrating because of how the season ended. Um, mm. Being in the Millennium Stadium again, um, as a, as a goalkeeper, as an, as a professional football player, it's the question I haven't really asked before. Actually, what's it like being injured? Like mentally, what's it like being injured for you? Because obviously, you know, you came this whole thing of coming. You know, you're going to come back and play first team football. You're, you're number one. It's going well, and then you get injured. It must be like feel like you're lot. It's, it all comes crashing in, really, doesn't it? To be honest. It, it did it did at the time like because mm. when you're for me as a young person as i said before when i left manchester United, i wanted to just play football and uh once i had that serious back injury uh um i think it was over nearly 10 months uh nine yeah. ten months i was out for and uh that was taken away from me i was a bit selfish because there's a lot of other players who had to retire from injury but i was 27 years old and i wanted to play football and uh the the, the biggest difficulties for me was uh uh thinking about the good things what what can come out of it you know what i mean i was thinking about all the bad things what happened to what could happen to me and uh that's that what caused the, the, the downfall with me because the depression started kicking in and i couldn't handle it and uh mm. with this pandemic now i'll go back to this pandemic uh it's it's helped me now from that injury because i understand 
we've been we've been in this uh, lockdown in and out all the time for nearly 10, 10 months nearly 11 yeah. months uh, yeah. uh, for me when i was injured uh, I, I wasn't prepared for that i never had mm. a serious injury like that before and i think a lot of footballers do go through what i went through and uh, once you're playing week in and week out you're in the papers the manager's speaking to you everybody's having a bit of laugh and talking away but once you get injured the first couple of months is great because everybody's worried about you and talking to you. But slowly but surely, it gets less and less people speaking to you. Sure. And uh, you're in the treatment room for you're in the treatment room, and you're just with the physio. You come in and you're basically away from the rest of the players until mm-hmm. probably lunchtime. And uh, but but it's made me a stronger person. Uh, yeah. I'll tell you a wee story. What happened to me back basically uh, when I first went to training at West Ham, going into the training ground, I was in a slight car crash. Someone hit the back of me and. And uh, that that what might have caused the problem my lower back, but I didn't realise how bad it was and mm. carried on and carried on like and probably two two weeks maybe a month down the line my back was getting worse and worse and I wasn't even hardly training. I think my last five seven games uh, I didn't even train uh, for a month. I didn't train for a month. I was just getting injections, and I was waking up in the morning that Sunday morning couldn't even get out of bed because the pain was so bad. I had that. Uh, disc problem, what was touching into my, le- uh, my, down my, ner- my nerve, down my yeah. left leg, the whole way down my foot. So uh, I don't know, it could have been the car accident, what just caused a slight uh, problem in my lower back. But uh, for, since I've went to we- moved to West Ham, I was playing injured the whole time until mm. I got went in for the operation, which uh, which was horrible, horrible feeling when you have to go in with a back injury as a goalkeeper because it's the most important thing you need of to course, have. Yeah. Uh, diving everywhere and uh, picking the ball up and stuff but uh, as I said before you learn from everything and uh, mm-hmm. things happen for a reason and it's made me a stronger person uh, yeah. the depression was very very bad it took me a long time to get out of the depression mood mm-hmm. it was nearly three three years I moved to mm-hmm. Glasgow Rangers uh, after West Ham uh, the team I used to support as a young lad big West uh, big uh, Rangers fan and uh, moved up there and I moved all over the place then Derby County mm-hmm. and in Denmark and came back and never had a club for nine months and uh, I had to change my life around and move out of the country again and move to Greece uh, and uh, move to Olympiagos and my life just got back to normal again. Uh, yeah. As normal as I can as a goalkeeper. <laughs> yeah, exactly. As <laughs> yeah, a crazy goalkeeper. And, and, there's, and also, probably even more so of a goalkeeper because you have a, you know, there's, there's, you know, we talk about the famed sort of goalkeepers union, but there was, a, there was a good bunch of keepers there, you know, around the time. And, you know, if you're not training with them, you know, you train, obviously you train separately, you train on your own and then get involved at the end. But, you know, it, having that bond because obviously you always have a tight bond with your goalkeeper coach and I imagine the other goalkeepers you're training with and then not having that it's like that's that's like a security blanket and I mean we, we spoke we, 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 as I said, we had Jimmy on um, and, and and Jimmy was like oh me and Roy well <laughs> It's like you and you, like you know, round it around our one nine fives and whatever. Anyway, but um, but he's saying Jimmy. That, that's the thing I missed most was uh, Stevie and Jimmy because them yeah. characters. They're all characters. Like that's what I mean, yeah. Uh, we're we're like big kids training, and uh, Ludo, the goalkeeping coach, was fantastic. Oh, uh, great goalkeeping yeah, coach. Good. What a great guy he is. And uh, that that's that's the thing. Like when you're not around uh, around that environment, it's it's hard to get. To. But yeah. people will say like, "Come here, you only got injured. You be you were back." Like, but for me, I was. I was just thinking like the worst things ever can happen. Yeah. But when 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 you miss that uh, banter in front of Jimmy and Stephen Bywater, a lot of good stories. Like so, uh, I will mention them sometime uh, later on in my life. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hold on to them. I know you probably want some stories, but I'm going to leave it until later on in my life. <laughs> you, can, you can give us, yeah, give us, yeah. I know you yeah, keep them for the book. Keep them for the book. Right, I can't, I can't, I can't spell, so I'm in tr- I need to get someone to do it for me, so it'll be all right. <laughs> Yeah, I know. Yeah, Jimmy, yes, yes, Jimmy, uh, Jimmy did, yeah, he, I mean, he didn't dub you in at all, really, to be honest. Um, but yeah, it's there does seem to be a sort of a, such a tight bond between goalkeepers, because I always thought, and I've interviewed, I always thought, you know, with, with with goalkeepers, it's like, you know, if, if you're the number two, obviously we had, we had Ian, Ian Foyer, who was Ludo's number two, and I was like, what's it like being the number two? And it's like, are you sort of always hoping that the number one fucks up and then you take over and he was like no it's like a it's like a it's it's a group it's like a band of brothers and and you get that obviously talking about we had steve and we had jimmy we had loads of others and it is it's, it's sort of i i it's my assumption that you know you're you're trying to you're vying for the top spot but it's almost like 
you want everyone to do well because if the club does well then everyone does well and if the keepers are playing well then 90 percent of the time the club are doing well if the keepers are playing well so it's um it's an integral part and obviously we and obviously we had a bit of a problem last year when Fabianski was injured and Roberto came in for six months and you know basically buggered off our season lost Pellegrini's job it's such a pivotal you know role the goalkeeper is I didn't think I honestly appreciated it as much as I did when you haven't got a good goalkeeper a solid goalkeeper in between the sticks it's sort of it permeates the whole team doesn't it really it does <laughs> it's, it's it's strange that uh, we always say uh, keep uh, goalkeepers union we stick together and we're yeah. we're, we're all a, a one team like but of course everybody wants to play but i know some some keepers who who are happy to be sitting on the bench but for me personally you're fighting for that number one yeah. spot and I know Jimmy and Stephen was behind me fighting what was keeping my, my concentrating, keeping me focused. Uh, uh, that's what you need. You need a bit of competition as a goalkeeper. Uh, we've only got one position in the park and yeah. and that's in goals. Like uh, Sometimes David James might have played up front for Man City, so that's a different story. Like Man City in the Premier League when he came on as yeah. the sub. But uh, but for, for me, it's, it's just where we get on. Uh, okay, I, over my career, I probably... Probably a couple of keepers that I couldn't get on with because uh, it was very hard to get get to talking to them. Like, but that's that's life. I've been so many different clubs, and and Roberto, you were talking about who came at West Ham. I played with him at the, I was with him at the Olympiagos in Greece. Sure, yeah, and he, and he was a hero out there. He was yeah. uh, he was unbelievable, and the fans loved him out there. And uh, it's a different it's a different environment he's playing at, in at West Ham. It's the Premier League. It's different sta- standard of football. Yeah, uh, 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 he probably just had one of those six months uh, at a club. Yeah, it's difficult for him, but uh, yeah. I've watched him a few games. Like, and he, he's always been like that. He always he always makes saves and he parries everything. And uh, he, he's a big big keeper as well, very big keeper. Yeah. I didn't realize how big until he joined us from uh, Benfica. He came in from Benfica, so he's played for big big teams as well. Yeah, it's as you said, it's it's sometimes it, you get it, then it where the player just doesn't it doesn't work. You know, it, yeah. It yeah. It's the same as job, isn't it? It's, it's a job, isn't it? And so sometimes you know, you might just might not work. You just, it just might just be the, just the wrong. As I said, you know, he hasn't changed the way he's played as a, as a keeper in terms of parrying things. It just didn't work out. It was just you know, and I think it's very much a confidence thing as well, isn't it? When you have a keeper, and maybe also you know, you've got to think defenders are used to maybe Fabi Fab would more would do less parrying, more carry, more catching, and you know, there's it, it, all these things, but. We didn't go down, so it's all right. <laughs> no, just, no, I know, but uh, as you say, like it's important to having a good keeper now, and I think oh, yeah. people's on. I think people are understanding that now. It's like Liverpool. Liverpool went out and bought a, a top class goalkeeper, and the mm. next year they won the league. They won the Premier League because yeah. it's a, it's important position. I know I'm a goalkeeper, so I'm trying to boost all these goalkeepers up at the moment. <laughs> it's true, though. I think it's so true. I think also, you know, uh, who was I interviewing? Oh, I can't remember who it was. Um, and and we was talking about um, it was it might have been Jimmy again actually. God, we spoke. We Jimmy, spoke. Jimmy again. <laughs> Literally, all we do is talk to. All I can think about is Jimmy. Um, he was saying because obviously he's does you know he's at Ipswich Town now, um, doing the goal, and he says where where before it used to be like you know you guys would train on your own and then the team would be there and then you might come together for a five aside or a seven aside. Now it's not you do a little bit of on your own and it's more about integral. It's all about playing. Obviously, a lot of people play from the back now, and you have that which scares the life out of me. I'll be honest. Um, the way they, they pass it sort of out, out of the box and stuff, but. It means it's it's becoming more more integral within the team rather than seen as a goalkeeper and the outfield players. Now that sort of sweeper keepers and things like that, it's it's an integral part now uh, of 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 uh, how a team moves forward, how a team sort of you know progresses. And uh, as you said, yeah, Allison and uh, and uh, you know and Man City, uh, you know they, that it's it's so important. And I think it'd be important for us soon. I think we're I think we've got maybe another eighteen months, I reckon, with Fab. Bless him, and I think then it's how, probably, how old is he now? I, mean, I think it's like 30, 37, 36, 37. I want to say, um, but yeah, yeah, he's um, and let's have a look. Here we go, we did it like th- oh, he's only th- sorry, he's 35. All right, he's got a couple of oh, years now. Are they? So right. f- nah, don't years. worry, don't worry. No, Jimmy, he's been doing well, he's been doing well since he's moved to West Ham. I quite like him, he's uh, yeah. he's very safe and fit, safe keeper, like, and mm. uh, he's not like as a, you said. As you say, last year when you missed him, it's, uh, it's probably like it's a, it's a downfall for the players around because you have centre halves you can trust the keeper, and yeah. the new keeper comes in. It takes a long time to get used to the new keeper. Uh, mm. But uh, come here, we keep boosting these keepers up, and we've been we've been fantastic. But Jimmy, Jimmy's uh, when Jimmy um, he's coaching Ipswich now, and I was speaking to a lot of coaches in England, goalkeeping coaches, and I think most of them. Uh, 
I think most of them just do eighty percent of training with the the ball at the feet, uh, yeah, especially yeah. in the high higher level, like in the Premier League. Uh, but I've played in all the leagues in England, and uh, the lower you go down, as, as the further you kick the ball away, is the best <laughs> in League One, League Two. But uh, every level is different. Every level you play at is different. So you have to adapt to every situation as a goalkeeper, no matter what what league you're playing in. And I think uh, goalkeepers are. Uh, in life now and have to adapt quicker than they can do because there's so much so much TV cameras, so many pundits who want to put goalkeepers down uh, no idea about goalkeeping situations and they're just uh, just saying things what they shouldn't be saying on TV which I sometimes, I think I broke my TV about 10 times so I had to get <laughs> 10 new TVs because sometimes you listen to him and says, how do you know anything about goalkeeping? Shots fired there, Mr. Carroll. No, it's good. No, it's, I know what you mean. I do. I do know what you mean. It's, it's a specialist position, and I think. Uh, but I, but you are seeing more. I mean, obviously, um, Greeno's doing more now. He's doing more TV work now, and and I think I think it's it's his position now that, that I think. I know JMO does quite a bit as well, doesn't he? Now he's a lot of the um sort of the the foreign TV channels JMO's doing. But uh, yeah, no, it's it's yeah. I know what you mean. I do know what you mean. It's, it's frustrating. It's the same, I think, when defenders criticise, like if, if defending defenders who are pundits criticise goal scorers. And it's like, well, that wasn't your position. You know, it's like, you know, if you're if you're, you're a striker, then you can criticise he, he missed the ball, he wasn't in the right position. But you you carry on with the, you know, the set plays at the back and make sure that, you know, the, goal, the goals are not staying in. I think that's I think that's the day well I, I think that's the life we're living in now you see because I think everybody wants to put people down because they have yeah. it on social media and everything comes yeah. out and, and I've seen a lot of young people who uh, who go on social media media and see or uh, what's the supporters saying about me and all that and for me personally is trying to stay away from social media because there's a lot of people out there who who want to be in your shoes and want to try and put you down and and oh, uh, yeah. a, a young keeper the young keeper at South End bless him hey he retired from uh, the pressure of people saying bad things about him in social media, which was he was going to be a really good goalkeeper. He was uh, playing for England's on the young age, up to 21, I think it was. And mm. it, it happens in football. And I, for me, you have to be completely mentally, I was going to say mad in the head, but you have to be mentally strong to take this, yeah. uh, take it like, because uh, you are going to get it no matter what. There's, uh, football's trying to change things in social media and try and calm things down. But there's still people out there who try to just put you down as much as they can. Definitely, and and it's one of those positions. I always think goalkeeper is 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 the ultimate position because you have, as you said, a right back could misplace a pass and it's gone out for a throw on, and everyone's forgotten about it. But you know, a goalkeeper makes a mistake and it's usually a goal, isn't it? And it's the thing; it's it's so it's so precious. It's it's the most precious position, you know. uh, You know, cycling back to West Ham, uh, Antonio missed three almost sitters against crystal palace but we won three two and we forget mm. about that but you know it's 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 one of those things where i, I, I haven't i haven't forgot about the the fa cup final though when they throw it when the uh, right back through the ball back to liverpool and they scored about 30 oh, seconds later God, yeah, as well, he, he, yeah. should have, he should have threw it back to the keeper and we and the game would have been over and we would have won the fa cup but come here Keepers don't forget things, trust me. No, no, no. No, you know, that's the thing. Footballers don't forget things. It's like, you know, remember, you know, we've had loads of people on and it's like they, 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 it's almost like an encyclopedic mind of all the games. And as you said, yeah, obviously the FA Cup, you know, unfortunately, obviously Shaq came in, you you were still injured, you were injured. Um, Yeah, Scaloni, Lionel Scaloni. (laughs) We've had had like... We've had people like Conch on, and we've had Conch on, and we've had like Matty on, and we talked to him about the FA Cup. He's like, no, no, don't, mm. don't, don't talk to me about that. It's no, I'll leave hurt. it. Forget about it. Forget about it. But uh, we had a good, uh, my first year at West Ham, uh, I, th- I think the, we had a good season. Uh, we yeah. got promoted from the championship, and we were st- the boys, when I came in, they were still on a high Like You know what I mean? It was a fantastic group of lads we had. A uh, fantastic group of lads. Teddy Sharon was there, who was uh, course, yeah. so ex- so experienced, hey, and I come in training in the morning and Teddy's coming out of the gym, just finishes uh, warm up before he goes out in the training pitch. And, mm-hmm. and that's what you call that's what you call dedication. I think he was forty two when he was at West Ham when he yeah, was, that, yeah. It's it's uh, that's what uh, young players need to see and, and say like it's all about hard work as well. It's not just all about the glory on the pitch, it's mm-hmm. it's what you do in between. And yeah. when you've seen Teddy Sharon doing that and Bobby Samoa, what a great professional he was and Look at Mark Noble. He was a young lad when I was West Ham. He was, and he's still at yeah, West he Ham. Yeah. What a great, what a great ambassador for West Ham. 
And he's still doing the job. He's still doing the job. Still doing the job. And you're right, there was a great balance, I think, there. You had these sort of young you had a lot of youngsters in there, sort of the the Nigeria Cokers and, and these sort of young and then you had sort of experience, as you said, sort of like people like Teddy and things like dabbled in. It was a it was a nice mix. And I think you had as you said, you had pods there, you know, love him or hate him. Yeah, pods there, God bless him. And um and it was just like, yeah, it was a good time. It was a great time to be a West Ham fan. We have these sort of, it's like every club, you know, you said you're a big Rangers fan. And obviously now you're having a great time with, with, with Stevie G. Um, see, 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 that's what I mean. Now, now you don't mind Steven Gerrard now. I know, I know. Come here, it happens. Football uh, football goes around in a big circle. Uh, it does. You, you see football teams struggle for quite a while and they come back. Look at Juventus and, and Italy. Yes. They got relegated the whole way down to the bottom league and they the, the won the league what was it, three or four times in a row now in, in oh, Italy. Yeah. So so it is a big circle and it's all about patience and building, rebuilding. But the problem in the Premier League, you're not going to have time to rebuild no. uh, because the money is so big in football now mm. that managers, uh, they don't even call them managers now, they call them head coaches. Uh, so that's what uh, that's what I, if, if I, if you become a manager, you want to be mostly in control yeah. of a club. like. But you, you don't, you're just coaching, put the team out on a Saturday and if you lose three, four, four games in a row, you get sacked. Yeah, like Frank, isn't it? Like Frank the other day. Poor old mm. Frank, but that's Sad. what I mean. I mean, I mean, Sad. it's it's. Uh, I was crying in my in my corner. <laughs> I, right I thought you would have been. I thought you would have been. But I mean, yeah, I mean, we've. I mean, Pards. I mean, to be honest, out of all the managers, because so so obviously I, I'm on sort of the, the stadium DJ at West Ham. So for about I've done it for like twenty years. Like played all the music. So when you used to walk out to Bubbles, that was yeah, me. Um, and he's the only manager I think in the twenty seasons I've done it who cared what music we played literally we'd go into his little office that little crappy office <laughs> in, yeah, the, in the bowling and he'd be like russ so, so russ jeremy what, what are we doing today what are we playing today it's like okay he's like really because <laughs> as I said, he tried to manage he, he, he was his club you know and so yeah. there was something to be said about that and um he did have a few funny ideas i give him that he'd come he'd come back from florida and um he'd been to sea world and there's a few ideas he tried to which we said said Sea <laughs> World, Sea yeah, World, <laughs> exactly for Shamu the Killer Whale. It'd work the Shamu show, but I don't think it'd work at Upton Park yeah. very well. Um, and uh, I remember once, Gordon, you was gonna say, No, I was gonna say, like, he's some boy. Hey, uh, he, do, he did well the first season, I thought. He I did. thought he did, uh, yeah. he tried to, to build a team, and uh, the second year it didn't kick in for him the second year, and it didn't last long for him the second yeah. season. But for me, uh, he, he put a lot of work in to get the team up from the championship, but yeah, uh. Did. The thing is, behind the scenes, it's like uh, me playing for Northern Ireland. Over here, you had a guy called Michael O'Neill. He was a Northern Ireland manager. And the first, uh, he signed a contract. And the first two years, we hardly never won a game. But you could see what was happening as a player yeah. behind the scenes. Yeah. So, but we all thought he was going to get sacked because we didn't win many games. But mm. he, he ended up signing another contract for another two years for another campaign. And then uh, in 2016, we ended up. Uh, a small country like Northern Ireland making a, a major tournament in the Euros 2016 was amazing. But as yeah. I said before, Kimia, Podju's uh, been around for a long time. Like He knows the game. and I don't know where he is now. Is he in Holland still or somewhere? I think, I think he's, he's, no, he's at, I want to say, CSK Sophia, I believe, as technical oh. director. Hmm. He was at he was at Den Haag. Oh, he was at Den Haag, was he, or something like that. And now he's yeah. at, yeah, I'm pretty sure he's at Sophia now. So he's been around. He's been he's been around in different clubs. Like you know, what I mean, uh, you see managers moving so quick now. And I always say to people now, Kimi, you never get a player who spends ten years at a club no. anymore. Not no. back in the days, because no. the managers don't last that long anymore. Anyhow, so yeah. a new manager comes in, he wants his new his own players in, and that's the problem. So, yeah. uh, especially especially when I played in uh, t the likes of uh, I I end up playing at Notts County. I ended up playing Notts County before I retired in uh, 2014. Uh, sorry, 2016 it was, mm. and uh, I had seven manage. I had seven managers in two years. You know what I mean? And that's in league. That was in League Two at the time. Uh, so a young player coming through, thinking, "Am I going to get picked by this manager?" There's a lot. They, they, yeah. they put themselves under pressure because when a new manager comes in, they think, "I'm not going to get picked for the for the next yeah, game or whatever," yeah. and that's a big problem. Yeah, because obviously, Paul can't. Pards was in, and then obviously Pards left, and Curbs was there, and you were still there, and and as you said, like when a new manager comes in, it must be like oh crap, you know, because you was Pardew's man, you know, Pardew, but what did you in, and and then mm. and then you got someone else, you know, like, oh, 
fucking hell, you know, okay, this is <laughs> nah. a bit different now, isn't it? I think he'd been injured Cur- as well. Curbs Cur- 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 was uh, his old man, like he was, uh, yeah. he, he was a different guy I ever came across, like, you know what I mean? But uh, yeah. he had his own plans, you know what I mean? Uh, I'm not silly, I knew myself, like, uh, I w- I, I, that was my, my career finish at West Ham, but yeah. I was still going, I was going through a bad time at the time anyhow, and yeah. uh, it was, I didn't blame, I didn't blame Curbs or not, nobody at West Ham, but uh, I had really bad problems with people never seen because I never showed. I never yeah. showed it. That, that was my problem. I never came out and spoke about it. That all yeah. I was, I was, what a character Roy is. He has a bit of, yeah, get him out. He's a, he's a, he's the life of the party. You know what I mean? He's the life of the party. He would come out, he'd be the first one there and the last one to leave. And that's, that was my problem. And mm. uh, the depression uh, didn't help as well when you're trying to, trying to forget things and you just end up drinking. And I became an, uh, basically I'm, I was an alcoholic and yeah, uh, I've stopped that now. I've been off the drink now for ten years in June, right. so that's a blessing, blessing, blessing in disguise. But yeah. I'm still mad in the head. Like if anybody yeah. sees me, like I'm still mad in the head. <laughs> I would never lose that uh, madness. No, of the it's just not alcohol induced now. It's just the actual Roy Cow crazy. That, you know, it's, it's not. It's, just fresh, no... it's just like it's just fresh air. Oxygen's get from here and just mental. <laughs> like fucking man. It's it's that's the only drug you need, isn't it, mate? As long as you've yeah. got oxygen, you're right, man. That's it. But uh, no, it's, it's, congratulations, man. That's really impressive. Um, as you said, it's yeah, it just I can, yeah, it just spiraled in it from that back from that back injury. Just as you said, everything oh, yeah. came on, and you're on, you're, you know, you're you've moved down, you're, you're in London, you're in Essex, you're in, you know, you're near you need one nine five, you've got fucking Jimmy there, and you know, it's just it's just like everything <laughs> added on. It's like, yeah, bless you, but, yeah. and Stevie Bay Water. Yeah, the three of you, God, yeah, exactly. I could just, just ask you for travel, bless it. But, I just, uh, think, I just, I just think that's it's, it's life like you know, what I mean, you get an yeah. injury, it's the way you bounce back. Yeah. You people who can come back can get over quite quickly and uh, more st- mentally stronger than me. But totally. there's people out there who, uh, for me, I look out for the people who's loud and and uh, in the training session because they're the ones who probably need help you know what i mean and um, I, I think as i said before i think things happen for a reason and this mm. thing happened to me and it's made me the person i am today like and trying to help people with uh with uh mental awareness and if i never had this problem myself i don't think i would have been going down that route so yeah. things things do happen for a reason and uh um I'm still, I'm still going and keep, keep going strong. And I might come and out of retirement. I might come out of retirement and play again because it's only football match. I would play for a team in the in the lower leagues over here, like a Sunday, yeah. you call it in the Sunday league in, in England. Yeah, yeah. But over here, you play on a Saturday. And I came out. It's called the FC Mainwell. Like I said before, that it's like a team of loads of lads who who always had uh, had problems off the field. And it's just great to get out, with smiling in your face. But only football is being played over here as elite football. So I might just come out of retirement and play for the next three months. I'm thinking, I'm thinking about it because I am missing, I am missing the, the coaching. We can't yeah. do nothing. We can't do no, nothing can't over here at the moment. So uh, I see what happens, but uh, it's it's uh, it's my life. It's in my blood. Yeah. Football's in my, in my blood. And uh, when I left Northern Ireland when I was 16 years old, I haven't looked back. You know what I mean? And, and a similar blood people says like you're mad to keep you're mad to keep going. I was playing part time football for Linfield over here until I was yeah. forty two, and I, uh, ruptured ruptured my ACL, and uh, that's what stopped me from playing in uh, in uh, the high high league over here in Northern Ireland. But came here, uh, had a good life and enjoyed every minute of it, even the bads and the down, uh, yeah. ups and downs. Uh, but came here, the biggest thing in life I always say. You always get ups and downs. This way, this way you come out of it. Like, and sure. remember the good memories, and yeah. uh, don't forget the bad memories as well. Sometimes, of course. And as you said, you know all that stuff, all that, all that sort of, all the bad stuff, all the bad memories. You know, you're as you said as as as, as a goalkeeper, you know, as you're coaching school and stuff like that, and obviously talking to young lads and stuff like that. You can impart that information on, and it's like, unless you've lived it, I don't think you can truly do it. You know, what I mean, you can read it. My wife, she's a, you know, she's she does she's HR, she's a mental health, you know, yeah, what is it, mental health first aider they call it, but she hasn't lived through depression mm. or like you have so you've got that you've got that you've got an sort of a, not, not an empathy but you've got that sort of the the real to the heart of, of what it means and you can sort of see the i don't know see the sort of the signs you said that the loud ones usually are the ones who are usually overcompensating for for the problems because I, 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 I i see it that way because i i was the same as that course, you yeah. say but yeah, uh, yeah. everybody everybody's got different uh, scenar- uh scenarios like that's the yeah. thing but Kimia, i did i didn't i did really enjoy my time at west ham uh uh, especially when you're the music blowing the bubble are coming out like and then bubbles are blowing everywhere like it's i don't know what it's like now i have a few friends who went over the new stadium 
and they said it's not the same. It's not the it's same. Different. Like, it's different, isn't yeah. it? I think I think it's indicative, and that, that's what I say. It's indicative of modern football. I mean, you know, the old girl blesser, you know, Upton Park was falling apart. It was falling mm. apart, you know, and it would have taken some serious investment. Um, it's it's for the next generation. It's horrible to think, but it's not for it's not for the generation who are the 60, 70 year olds now. It's the ones who are like my daughter who's eight and stuff. And mm. and it's an impressive. I mean, it's impressive when everyone's there singing. And it's the last thing when people criticize that the team are playing well, which is typically obviously that we're playing well and there's no, there's no fucker there, but it is just the West Ham way. But it could be, it could be. Uh, you yeah, never know. It could, hey, it, yeah. it, could, it, it could be. That's why some players take it different ways. Like, and for me, uh, when you played at West Ham, it was, it was supporters are fantastic when you're doing yeah. well. Of course, I think most clubs are the same. Yeah, I, played in, I, I played in Olympiagos, and trust me, hey, uh, if you lose out there, they, they don't shout at you. They, they, they yeah. do a lot of other things. Like, you know what I mean? So I it's it's uh, a different. Uh, I've learned. I've learned playing out in Greece how. <laughs> How not to lose a game? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I can imagine. Right. Anyway, let's let's do this Hammers eleven because because I, I love chatting to you. Uh, but, but but people, this is what people. Some people, you know, like, this is what they like to know. So obviously, anyone we've had on the on the channel, um, bar uh, three people, actually Nigel Riacoco is one of them. He hasn't give, didn't give him the eleven. He he copped out. But everyone else, uh, and, and and Harry Redknapp didn't. But everyone else, Annie and Bishop. Everyone else. Um, <laughs> only three. Only three. I promise you. Um, gave him the Hammers eleven. So the idea is, you pick a team of the players that you were around to play with um so obviously okay. that's, that's two seasons and uh, you can obviously put yourself in goal get those appearances back up but it's no problem at all um so you could do i not have to put myself in goals you don't have if to I don't, if, if i don't play how have i played with them players then it's, well you, you don't have to put yourself in the team but you can you might want to put jimmy in or someone it's players you've played you've been around it, it, even on even on the even yeah you know what i mean oh, yeah, look yeah, at you yeah. getting, getting all get all narky at 40 minutes in um anyway <laughs> <laughs> so who being goal for the carol west ham 11 right come here uh, we were talking about jimmy and stevie for a long time now i really like uh, jimmy jimmy was a quality keeper trust me yeah. i watched them in training sessions uh i don't hopefully he doesn't mind me saying this like but if he was six foot five he'd be playing he would have been playing the premier league for a long long time uh, but that's just the, uh, the height and f- as a goalkeeper in the Premier League. Uh, they're looking for keepers over six foot two. But I'm yeah. going to go. I'm going to go for Robert Green because he came in. He came in. Robert Green came in, and uh, he didn't. He didn't f- fantastic. Uh, fantastic when he came in. Uh, he played many many games for uh, West Ham as well, over two hundred or something, yeah. wasn't it? So yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he, he did well. He did well. I'm and going to move on now to the two two Welsh lads I started playing with at West Ham. Uh, Danny Danny Gabadon. Yes. Of course, let me find his name. There's Gabs. Good old Gabs. And I'm going to go for James Collins. Oh, great guy. Yeah. Great guy. You're getting them both in. Getting them both. And that's the one thing um, about, that's the one thing about, uh, you say social media, one thing, the good thing about lockdown is Danny Gabbard, he hasn't started doing them actually. He used to do little DJ sets on Instagram in his, in his loft. It was brilliant. Is that how's it? Yeah. So I, I, when I joined West Ham, them they were two first boys I ever met uh, because we were staying in a hotel. We were staying in a hotel just uh, near Epping Forest, and uh, that's how I got to know yes. him so well. Yeah. yeah, that's the one. Yeah, that's the one. But I'm gonna go for right back. He came in. He came in my second uh, second season at West Ham. Lucas Neal. Oh yes, play, playing right back. Lucas Neal, good captain as well. Bold yeah. accounts. Good, good speaker on good good speaker on the pitch as well. Yeah, yeah, and also that that Australian accent just gives it a little bit more menace. I think mm-hmm. you know, just like it was crocodile. He could have, he could have, played, he could have played for Northern Ireland. You know, he's uh, could he? he yeah, uh, he, I was when I was speaking to him, uh, but it, it was too late. He played for Australia. Probably uh, better than he's playing too late. Yeah. <laughs> but really, really good guy. Good professional as well. He was a blackbird yeah. for a long time and a good professional. Nice. Uh, I think I would go for Paul. I can't. I, I always get a second here. Uh, struggling here. Konchaski. Hey, you got it. Yeah, have I got it? Yes. Yeah, you got it. Conch. Yeah. What a great guy. Yeah. Came here. Brilliant lad. What a brilliant lad. Top guy. Top guy. Lovely guy. And obviously still involved in the. He does all the. Um, in the club now, he's the, the. I think he calls him the coat. He's the loan manager. So he goes around all the clubs where West Ham kids are on loan and yeah. checks in on them. So yeah, top bloke. Top bloke, Concha. I love him. I love Concha. Yeah. Yeah. And he said, right. he did say that he didn't think that goal, that he, he he didn't score, mean to score that goal in the FA Cup final. 
Um, did, he, did he end up saying, I thought he did. He said, so I did, I did, he said, if I scored it now, I'd have said yes, but in 2006, I didn't mean it. Anyway, so he says, anyway, go on, you carry on. Sorry, Roy, I interrupted you there, man. I got cut off there. Sorry about that. Can That's you see right, me Carol. again? Yeah, I can uh, see you. Yeah, uh, I'm going to go for... Oh, you're gonna, you're gonna. It's all right, don't worry. I think you, 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 your, uh, your audio's dropped out. So uh, maybe someone just called you. No. <laughs> it was going so well. It was going so well. No, I can't hear you. I can't hear you. Um, drop out and drop out. Drop up and come back in again, and then you might, and that'd be all right. Literally last second. How how frustrating for how frustrating it was going so well. We'll get it, we'll get Roy back in, in a minute. He'll come back back in. Um as I said, in our watching, um obviously we've got the Iron Support Food Banks um thing coming on very, very soon. Uh every fortnight we've got a quiz night. So make sure you or a game show, so make sure you do that. Um let's make sure let's let's get Roy. Oh, he's gonna come back out. Let's remove Roy and see if he comes back in, in a minute. Um is he no, he's gonna come back in anyway? It doesn't matter, he'll come back in. How exciting because we just got to Paul Kanjeski. So we still had the rest of the team. We had the, the, the midfield and the, and the and the strikers. Um we carry on. There we go, we carry on. He's gonna be back on in it. We carry here he, here he is. Can you hear me now? Yeah, there we go. It's just easy going out. It's it's, it's the IT in it to switch you off, switch back on again. It's um, coming living in Northern Ireland. The reception's bad down this part of the world. Right. Trust me. We've done well for 44 minutes. Uh, they drop out. Right, okay. Can check, let's carry Let's get to midfield then. Go on, let's carry on, man. I'm going to go for the Israeli and uh, Yossi Benayoum. Oh, what a great, great side. Play. Yeah, great loved side. Yossi. Loved Yossi. Great player. Great player. Nothing of him. Wait, you know, he looked like he was... Uh, a wind, a fair wind would have blown him over, but um, I think Conch said he loved he loved a bit of in the in the, yeah loved loved a tackle, bless him. Um, uh, but yeah, it's a great player, great great player. Left side, I left side. I'm going to go for Matty, uh, Matthew Allenson. Yes, love Matty. Great left old foot school, old great school. Like, yeah, he was like one of those old school mid you know wingers in it. Like you know nowadays they're all inverted, aren't they? Left on the right, right on the left. He was. I liked him. I love Matty Effington. Uh, right, okay, Matty's in. Go on, then. Who's going to be in the centres, then? I'm going to go for Mark Noble, what he's done at West Ham. He, a young lad at West Ham at the time, but he was, you know, you knew he was going to be uh, a big player for West Ham for the future. Did you? Did you? As as as, as a as a professional, as a, as a seasoned professional, when, when these youngsters come in, can you tell? Can you say, oh, he's the sign about this kid. He's going to be good, or he's, nah, I don't know about him. Yeah, no, no, you've seen it. Like, the com- he was so comfortable, he was so confident himself. And sure. I think that was the main thing. What he had was being confident himself in the right way, not in a bad way, in the right way. And uh, yeah. the professionalist was very, very good from him. And, and and he always wanted the ball, even from the big players around him. He always wants to get involved in the game, which 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 you could see as a young age. Like, mm-hmm. how many years? He's been there for a long, long time now. Hey? This, well, even if 2006, that's that's 15 yeah. years. So, you know, 500 odd games. Yeah. Amazing. And, is yeah. And yeah, no, I'm going to go for Nigel Rio Coco. Really, really powerful midfield player. Yeah. Powerful yeah, player yeah. midfield. Yeah. I mean, he's doing stuff. He's, he's obviously, uh, he's doing loads of stuff in America. He's in America at the moment. I'm Nigel's. But um, they all seem to be Shackers over there as well. Um, yeah. Rio Coco. Um, he, again, he was. You know, a young lad being captain and stuff as well. It was, it was a, it was, I think it was tough on him. I think a little bit nudged, to be fair. Um, yeah, I think, yeah. Well, you said Mark was confident in the right reasons. You know, I think Pete, the, the fans' perception was Nigel was confident that for the wrong reasons type of thing. But it was, uh, it worked. It, yeah, it worked. You know, as I said, that season we went up, and obviously that season, that two thousand and six season particularly, was was five five oh six was fantastic for us. And yeah, no, I like Nigel Rikoka. He was like. Dynamic, a real dynamic midfielder. Um, let's put Nigel in and make a note. So don't forget. Right, going in up front. Up yeah, front. Jesus. Uh, um, can I do another team with uh, only strikers? <laughs> no, I need to. He could do I've got like I've got nearly. Fi- I've got five strikers here. I've got yeah. five strikers. I can only use two. But yeah. uh, I was looking at uh, uh, Dean Ashton, who was uh, a quality striker. A quality striker. I think it was the second year, uh, first year when he. Was it the first year I was there? Second yeah, year, been, I think it was when it he came in. The first, yeah, the first year that he was there. Yeah. Uh, he, he, I think he got a bad injury from England, and that's what he had to retire from. And yeah. I think that stopped him. Like, but Dean Ashton, what, he would have been a great player. He would have been playing the, 
in like Mark Noble playing in the Premier League for a long time. Like great, great, great touch, and he knew where the uh, knew where the goal was as well. Mm. Uh, but uh, t- even Teddy Sheridan, it, it, unbelievable attitude. Played, he played a few games when I was there at forty-two years old. Could see could see the game, could see, pass the ball. But I think Bobby Zamora as well. Uh, they're the three. They're the three boys I'm going to have on the bench. So oh, the, ones okay. gonna, the ones I'm going to go for, I'm going to yep. go for uh, Tevis. Just, sitting, be- just yep. sitting behind, just sitting behind Marlon Harewood because it's the oh, goals what he scored in the it. first season. Yeah, was the goals he scored in the first season was uh, he, he he did really well. I think that was because the season before he did well and he still had that high from the championship. But yeah. the second year. The second season, I think uh, his goals goals disappeared a little bit more in the second season in the Premier League. Yeah. But for the first season, for the first season in the Premier League, my first season at West Ham, he he was scoring some goals. Yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, he was great, Marlon. He was great, man. I Tev- Tevis was different class. Tevis just different class. He, for me personally, like when West Ham was struggling in the second uh, second season of my second season. Uh, he came in and just changed the 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 goals he got. The goals he got, the goals he got been, was amazing. Also, that must have been like as a, as a player, like all the hoo ha about these two Argentinian internationals turning up. That must have been like, what? What's going on here? This is West Ham. We've got these two Argentine like internationals turning up. Must have been like weird. Just weird. Why not? Why, why not? Why yeah, not? why not? Yeah, it's football. Yeah, come here, West Ham. Have to realise they're uh, they're ma- a massive club. Uh, like you, you're from, you're living in a ma- massive club, West Ham in London. Uh, a lot of players love London, like and the situation, yeah. the catchment area, uh, West Ham, and this new stadium they've got now. Uh, they're going to get if, if they do well and get in Europe. You don't know what's going to happen next season. No, it's a good point. That's yeah. a good point. Why not? It's football, isn't it? Football's a funny mm-hmm. old game, as we all know. Roy, man, it, it's been lovely. I, I said forty-five minutes. I'm five minutes over. I do apologise. Uh, my <laughs> phone been... went off. My fo- my thing went off anyhow. So oh, it was my then. fault. Okay, there we go. We'll, 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 we'll call it a draw then. We'll call it a draw. Anyway, <laughs> thank you so much. And obviously, thank you to everyone who's been watching or listening. Um, give it a like, give it a share. And for myself and from Roy, take care, everyone. Stay safe. Wash those hands. Come on your irons. And we'll see you again very, very soon. Take care, everyone. Much love. Podcast Network.